Jesse, what a pleasure it is to be here at your Hubble Contacts headquarters here overlooking the beautiful Central Park in beautiful New York City. It's an honor to have you with us. Thanks for having me. The, uh, you know, we look at fast growth of this company, mm-hmm. what, what you guys have been able to do, and the things that led you here. And the only question I have along that span of where you came from and where you're going is, if you could give credit or thanks to one person in your life that you don't give enough credit or thanks to, or just have never thought to give any credit or thanks to, whether it's someone you've never met before or someone you've known your entire life, who would that be? I was thinking about this over the weekend. Um, the, like, the people in, in your life leave a big impact on you. you you know they don't even necessarily maybe they know it i don't know whether they do or not and it's not even nece- it's like uh it's always the pe- i don't know for me it's, it's the people who had confidence in you um, when there was no particular uh reason why they had to or should um you know uh, i won't give you one person um but uh you know i think like my high school guidance counselor miss kaplan um my tennis coach growing up leaf o'neill um yeah, you know, it, it's my great uncle Peter is the, the the people who treat you like a grown up and like a real person earlier than you kind of deserve, um, you know, and, and just, you know, make you feel like, uh, you know, what you have to say is worth something. These people, <clears throat> tennis coach, guidance counselor, mm-hmm. great uncle, are we all talking about the same chapter in your story? Um, no, probably. Uh, you know, uh, Leaf, more middle school, guidance counselor, more high school, great uncle, uh, college. I didn't, wasn't really particularly, um, not that we were distant. We just didn't see much of uh, my uncle Peter when, when we were growing up. And then, um, that, that was an undergrad at Columbia. I grew up in uh, Westchester and living in the city, um, with a lot of elderly relatives at that point, uh, for all four of my grandparents were still alive. Um, Peter was still alive. Um, you know, it was a different, you know, it was a different relationship cause you could engage with them, uh, you know, directly or that sort of your folks bringing you to a visit or something. Um, and I you know, I felt the same way with grandparents. It's more, it's more expected of, but you know, I felt the same way at time I spent with my uh, Grandpa Gabby in college, and, uh, and Mike and Esther, and and, and Bunny. Um, yeah, I don't know whether it's that uh, you know, older people aren't always taken you know taken as seriously as they'd like anymore. Um, but they you know you know they they took me seriously in a way that's um, that was hard, you know hard to find with hard to find with other adults. It it sounded like you had a lot to say mm-hmm. as a kid, and now. Uh, as many people would say or observe they had a, a distinct style of listening yeah what was that like start with the middle school that's it, it, it i think it's it was the listening as much as anything else it does you have lots of you have lots of people in your life well, hopefully uh i've been lucky yeah i have lots of people in my life who you know who love me who care about me but you know there can be a bit of the like, you know, pat on the hat, uh, you know, crazy kid kind of thing. Um, and you know, it, it, I don't know what it, uh, I, I don't know whether other people care about that as much or what, you know, what it, what it means about me. But to me, it was, you know, it was very important to feel like my opinion was being 
uh, didn't have to be agreed with or you know, didn't matter if it was agreed with at all, but was being heard and respected. I think respect's a big thing. Yeah, how, how did they show that to you? What, what, made, what makes you point out a middle school guidance counselor and what actions did she take to show you that she respected your words? It's funny. I think in a lot of ways it is. It's not the agreeing. It is the disagreeing. It, 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 it's, the, it's when somebody disagrees with you, but they care enough about what you think and, and respect how you think enough about things that they want to persuade you. That, you know, they, they want to win. It, they think you're wrong. Um, they think you're wrong and you're thinking through something uh, poorly. And I don't mean even a life decision. It could be, a, you know, whatever, a movie you saw or a, something, in, something in the news or whatever. But, but there isn't the sort of pulling rank, I'm big, you're little, I'm smart, you're dumb, uh, whatever else from Matilda <laughs> kind of thing. Um, yeah. Um, it, it was, you know, it was like, you know, you're coming at this as equals and, and, and I think I'm right, but we're going to get there or not by me persuading you, not by, uh, asserting, asserting, yeah, asserting authority. And would you say that that is the same thing that you respect in the listening and challenging and disagreeing style of your tennis coach and great uncle? Mm Mm-hmm. So that's a very important thing is to have people that disagree with you in your life. Challenge your opinion. I don't know whether the people around me would say how much I actually like that or not, so I'm going to be careful there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I've always been, it's never bothered me. To me, it's very important. It, it, God, this is, uh, this is tricky tricky terrain because again you're you know then 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 pull five people with me out of the room and i'm sure they'd say something wildly different but i at least try to i don't i don't mind doing things i don't mind doing things that i don't want to do as long as the other person understands that i think it's a dumb idea and i don't mind you end up in situations in life where you're making somebody else do something that um that they, you know, that they, that they disagree with. I, I don't mean, you know, morally or ethically or anything like that. What I always, what I was always, what I was always intolerant of and what I try not to do to other people is make them do something that they don't want to do and make them say that they agree with it. But that to me is, I don't, to me, that's always crossed a major line. Um, like I think about this before, before I was doing how I was on the investment side and, you know, I think pretty much, maybe not every investment organization, but most investment organizations at the end of the day, responsibility sits with one person and, it, you know, it, it, it's kind of, you're talking about taking responsibility for, you know, for assuming financial risk. And so it's kind of hard to pull that away from once you make that too diffuse, it's like who's, you know, who's accountable. Um, and, you know, there's sort of similar kind of accountability dynamics exist in, in all sorts of settings. Um, it never bothered me if, you know, whatever, if, if if someone senior to me thought that, you know, thought that X was the right, you know, let's keep it simple. Let's say it was just buying a stock. Well, that was never in a, in a stock buying fund. Um, you know, if you think that, you know, buying Apple is the right decision, I think it's stupid. Um, and, you know, and I, and I can say that. And then, you know, and then you say, OK, I know you disagree. Make the model for it. That's fine. The, the the thing that the the thing that I was always bet I don't know bad at intolerant of whatever was you think this I think that you go do it um, and tell me you agree with it 
you don't agree with it, you don't agree with it. The importance that those three people had in your life Mm -hmm. of them challenging you Mm -hmm. and having a respectful discourse. Do you think they did that with other kids? Or do you think they truly needed that in their life and they found that through you? I'm going to go with the former. I, you know, I, I, I think, um, I, I think, you know, people are, people are them, people are themselves. And I tend to think people are pretty, um, consistent for the most part. And so, you know, you have your ways of engaging with people and it's kind of for bad, for good and bad, it's kind of hard to break out of that. And if, and if that didn't mean anything, then it kind of doesn't mean anything for you to be you and me to be me. And if you were to offer something that was unique in that discourse that other kids weren't providing, what would they have uniquely learned from you in that situation? I'm always skeptical that I have much of anything sort of unique to bring into a conversation. I think um, that's not a down on me thing. I, I just think, it, you know, in general, most of the time, most of us have very little to add. Um, and that's fine, you know, and, and that's fine, and that's good and people should just be more comfortable with that was was that a a sentence of because the sentence changed yeah in the middle of it you started off as i don't think i have anything much unique to add and then you ended it with saying because it's not a yeah it, it's not i'm not because i'm not trying to make a false biasy yeah, yeah, point yeah. It, it's i think no matter who you are you're not coming up with actually different interesting insightful things to say on a particularly regular basis even you know, whatever, even Einstein came up with, you know, they were three or four good ones. Um, but, you know, but 20,000 wrong ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it wasn't like, you know, it, it wasn't like every morning he had a new one. Um, so like, you know, you figure like most of what you say is stuff that other people have said. And, and that's, you know, and, and that's fine. It's more about saying that's what you think. And that's where you align on things. Um, and, you know, and and the only reason why anyone should care about it is to the extent they care or don't care about you. It's not because there's anything particularly um, unique or interesting there. It's just you know, it's you know, it's just do we have a relationship, um, and do I care what you you know you as a specific human being think think, think about the things because um, I care about you. With those three people in your life, when you went on to the next chapters of life and mm-hmm. now into this chapter of your life. How do you get that same discourse? How do you get that same respect challenge? I think it's just such a, uh, I think it's such a person by person thing. I mean, I always just hate the feeling that I'm being managed. Um, And actually, I think it's something, um, I I, I think it's something, you know, in terms of things, uh, uh, Ben Kogan, my co-founder, co-CEO, and I, you know, get along on, well, I think that's like, you know, that's, one big dimension is we're both pretty comfortable uh, telling the other when we think something's a stupid idea. Um, and I think in general, people you know, people that I work with, I tend to seek that out. Because um, if you're, you know, if it's hard to know. A lot of the times, the the you know how to how to sometimes how to fix something is you know is, is the hard part. Um, you know, curing cancer seems like a tricky one, uh, and everybody seems pretty agreed that cancer's not good except maybe the cancer. Acknowledging what's bad in the first place so you can get set about fixing it is often like 
the hard part, both because it means you got to take your blinders off, which isn't always easy because you're generally, you know, rooting for things to succeed, not to fail. Um, and then B, because there's just like so many ways that things can fail and it's, it's hard to spot all of them. In which ways, either with your team or with your clients, with your investors, do you actively work on developing this ability to listen and have respectful discourse? I don't think I'm a terribly good listener. Um, I'd be surprised if you had people say that about me. Um, I, hopefully I don't miss. I try to pay a lot of attention. Is there a difference between attention and listening ability? I'd, li- I'd like to think so, but that might just be an excuse. I, I think the difference is, you know, this goes back to like, you know, how much do you actually have to communicate? I, I, I try to pay a lot of attention to what people are experiencing around me, whether I do a good job or not of that. I, I don't I don't tend to just like being a sounding board just because, and I'm not very good at that. Um, maybe good as a cop out because I don't like doing it. Um, which is like you know if if somebody if I see somebody's just broadly if I see somebody struggling with something you know or you know are unhappy about something I generally try to do something about it, but I don't love talking about it endlessly. Not we can you can talk about it for a bit just because there usually isn't like that much to say on the matter. There's something that's shitty. So it sounds like you're a good listener. You just know how to simplify the the constructs of what the conversation is that needs to be had. Yeah, except sometimes people just like being heard, and I'm generally um, not the best for that. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> we have that in common. Uh, how much of your success now do these three original people know or how much how much do they know about kind of what you've said today that you've learned from them hopefully a fair amount i think they would i think they do should probably make sure they do how tell them what would you tell them i don't know i just play them the podcast we have it now we're just (laughs) recording it right now (laughs) see there you go (laughs) not wanting to repeat any of the words right yeah (laughs) (laughs) That was good. <laughs> Any last words? No, that's funny. This is cool. I yeah, you know, uh, do a lot of uh, talking about you know talking about Facebook marketing, talk about direct to consumer. Don't don't get to do as as much like this. So I got a, a, I got an interesting conversation in pasta sauce. So uh, what's not to like? <laughs> you know, it's interesting the um, the ability to for you to give voice to a single skill that you respected from your youth that got you to be the man you are today. Many years from now, with all the people you're training, with all the people you're leading, they will likely say the same thing about you and your ability to listen and to respect disagreement. I would be very happy if if they did. I have no idea whether that'll be true or not. Only time will tell, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's the bitch about time. (laughs) Well, Jesse, thanks for being with us here today. For all our listeners out there, you know, I hope you've learned a very valuable lesson, as I've learned today, is that when you're sitting with a founder 
and this founder has built a wonderful and innovative company. The thing he values most is not what he has to say, but how the people around him will listen. And sometimes that's all you have to do to get to where you want to go in this life is be a good, respectful listener. Check out Hubble Contacts. They are changing the game. Jesse, it's been a true pleasure. I hope y'all are having a phenomenal day on Earth. Remember, it's your world. Go explore, and we'll see you next interview.